welcome to the Engage Podcast. Blessed to be here with my compadres. Uh, I mean, how, how, how y'all doing, man? Ball, we'll go to you first. Oh, doing great, man. We uh, getting back podcast. into it. Blessed to be here with my compadres. I don't know what's, what's going on. The, the Sigmas, they can't get right. <laughs> oh, wow, Doc. We got to start off that way. No, but um, I'm, I'm doing well. It's uh, getting back into it. Um, you know, I, I'm taking on a new challenge, uh, moving up to the high school this school year. Man, so, congrats, man. Hey, hold up. Let me put the screen on you, man. Let's, let's name this, man. This, yeah. hey, it's that black boy joy right here. That's Congratulations, right. That's right. sir. Tell these people where you're going to be at. So uh, I'm moving to California High School, uh, San Ramon, California. Uh, we are 3,000 3, strong uh, student population. Um, we, uh, you know, we're going to do our thing this year. It's going to be uh, a, a lot of hard work. Um, it's going to be exciting time. And I'm just super excited to be part of this community. Um, I'm actually coming from one of the middle schools that feeds into the high school. So I've got the advantage. I've, I know quite a few families and quite a few students, obviously. So uh, it's, 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 it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a fun ride. Well, congrats, Black man. Hey, we was talking before. We was trying to figure out if we was naming this a promotion or not. It don't sound like no promotion. Of course it's a promotion. More opportunities <laughs> to connect, man. <laughs> like, yo, yo, old frat is not giving you credit, bro. <laughs> that's, that's why. I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, yeah, hey, hey, it's all good. It's all, hey, hey, it's enough hate to go around. Hey, so we got the middle, we got the Kansas City Middle School Principal of the Year. Excuse me as I get animated for this Sigma guy. Um, sir, talk to us, man. What's good, man? You know, I'm happy to be on, as you know, Kansas City. As for now, Kansas City, but uh, come this fall, I'm about to make this run for the Missouri Middle School Principal of the Year, and then we going nationwide with it. So we're going to see what happens with that, uh, putting my package together. So uh, we, we about to be nationwide out here. So, But uh, I'm happy to be on. You know, we've been back at work now for a week. Last Wednesday was our first day back. Uh, so vacation life is over, but vacation life was good, you know, as I got to travel, do a little traveling around the country. So uh, it was good. With, so let's talk real quick, though. Like, not, why not, we, we're yes, we're going to do not. this because we need we need to let the people know why we got a new cast member yeah. on the Engage so, podcast. So let's course, go ahead and let the course, people know course, so we can get that course, out the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, uh, I've always been the super producer with regards to the Engage podcast. I've always been behind the scenes with the production uh, and, and all of those things. I'm now at the forefront as a cast member because we lost a cast member, right? Uh, the part we didn't lose them, like as in like lose them, lost them as in like the person is no longer a member of the cast. And you know, uh, with, with any school, uh, school, um, school related decisions or whatever, we don't talk about stuff until we get it clear from HR, right? And this ain't been clear from HR, so we ain't talking about it. Just know that I'm the new cast member here, and uh, and we in the building, right? And so let's get the bit, let's get down to business, man. That's 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 where we at. That, is that good enough? Did that take care of it? Yeah, we'll we'll let it ride with that until HR clears it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> HR got to clear it, man. You know you can't be just out here talking all willy nilly, man. So uh. First thing we're talking about tonight, man, we're talking about imposter syndrome, right? And so, uh, and so, Ball, we'll, we'll start with you because I, 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 I've seen you on your social, you know, name it, right? And so, like, if you could just give us, like, a quick definition of it and, like, and, and how you fight against it. 
Yeah, so imposter syndrome is something that I think is just common to to humans. The the fact that we get these opportunities and we get in positions and we feel like we're not equipped, you know, who am I to be in this position? Who am I to be leading? Who am I for be listening to me? And, you know, it, it, it's real. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it could be a mental health challenge, um, social emotional challenge. Uh, and, and it's so easy to just get overwhelmed by, you know, the responsibilities that we have and, uh, you know, when it, whether it's family, whether it's work, uh, whatever the case, uh, you know, when, when people are looking to you for answers, you kind of get uh, this feeling like I'm not the one, I shouldn't be doing this. And you start to doubt yourself. And that can have a huge impact. I, th I think all of us deal with it. All of us deal with it in certain ways. I mean, I, I felt it, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling it now, you know, stepping up to the high school, going from uh, a, a staff of about um, 48 teachers, um, 30 certificated staff now in, in a little over a thousand students to now a campus of 140, 150 staff a plus, and then, you know, over 3000 students, um, you know, am, am I ready for this? Do I have all the tools? Have, did I spend enough time at the middle school? Do I know everything? I don't. And I think that's one of the first steps to uh, combating it and just realizing, hey, I've been put in this position. We've all been put in these positions for a reason. And we're not here alone. Uh, part of the, the great greatness of this podcast and be a part of this family is the fact that, you know, we're not doing this alone. We've, we, we've got the opportunity to share, share our experiences with you, our viewers, share the experiences as, as cast members, as, as educational leaders. And, uh, you know, you got to lean into the folks that you work with and, and just share and communicate, you know, because we're going through all the same types of feelings and it's not doing us any good to hold on to it and just let it, debilitate us and hold us back from you know the greatness that we can accomplish and again we're not doing any of this on our own we got to lean into each other to to combat it yeah hey listen hey with me with me now being here and like being the host and stuff man, i'm about to start cutting some of these answers short but hey. yo y'all long-winded man and like we're not about to do this man like you we're not your we're not your cadets man we're not about to be sitting up here listening nah that's that's some good stuff, man. I, I, I see. You. <laughs> <laughs> Always got the jokes. I appreciate man. that. <laughs> hey, so I, I, and I'm on here. I, and let's name this too, man. Both of y'all have, have have had experience in the uh, in the armed services, right? And so, and, and I know that plays a role in y'all's leadership. And I would love to talk about that at some point in terms of like how that has made how that has impacted your approaches to leadership, right? But uh, imposter syndrome, Doctor Smith. Uh, so, and, and a chance not to be long-winded, we'll keep this real short. So I feel like for, uh, for me with imposter syndrome, it's it's easy to fall into because we don't have a lot of Black men that we have that went before us that we can look to and know mm. that they showed up in that space as mm. them original selves. So as we're doing it, it's almost like we're, you know, learning on the job. It's almost on the job training. OJT is, yeah. when can I show up as my authentic self? And yeah. I think sometimes when we show up as our authentic self, we get we shut people off because of the way that we present ourselves. Um, yep. And I just had this conversation with somebody recently is we can show up with the same amount of knowledge, wisdom, no, no, all and all that. And for the fact that we are black men, we get labeled as arrogant or pushy mm -hmm. or whatever. Whereas a white man or a white woman show up with that same knowledge and they kind of get accepted for that. So I think we walk that fine line of how do we know when to push and when to kind of mm -hmm. pull back? 
and until you've been able to establish yourself as that leader and then you get to that point where like look my record speaks for itself so i'm gonna show up as i am no matter what you know mm -hmm. yeah i appreciate that man i appreciate you naming that and so yeah imposter syndrome man it's real right like there there have been times in my career to where i'm like dang man you know uh, you know I, do i belong here like is, is this the room for me right that was earlier now you know i'm kicking in doors man you know and so it, it, it no longer exists. So I think that the more you're into the work, uh, the better equipped you are in terms of like showing up as your authentic self. So like as you get some skin in the game or whatever, like that confidence comes uh, comes uh, from within, right? And so once that confidence comes to you, it's like you know that you're supposed to be in the space. You know that you're supposed to be making decisions because you're rooted. Your decisions are rooted in the best interest of students, man. And so I appreciate you guys uh, pulling us through that. that like you said though is that just real quick is being a new leader and i know ball kind of went through that too and he kind of talked about this you have to establish that credibility with your staff yes. and with the people that follow you once you establish that credibility i think the yeah. more credibility you have the more you can show up as your authentic self because yeah. the proof is in the pudding yeah mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely hey so listen but that go that that, that kind of that's a segue right and so like you know folks need to believe in who you are as a leader right if they don't believe in who you are as a leader then you know it's gonna it's gonna be hard for you to show up as your authentic self because to them it's like you're a bozo you haven't done anything yet right like you're a clown right and so you know it, it's I feel like as leaders you know if, if I'm if I'm giving any advice to to a new school leader so a newly fermented school leader uh, my first advice uh, to them and you guys can give them a, a piece of advice as well you know free PD uh, is to roll your sleeves up and never ask anybody to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself right roll your sleeves up and do not ask anybody to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself would be the first piece of advice that I would give a new school leader. Smitty, kicking it to you. What advice you got for new school leaders? Uh, so my advice is, before I get to my advice, I got to shout out uh, B-Dub in the comments, my assistant principal uh, out there. Let's go. Left, Let's go. My left hand. So shout out to her. My my advice, and I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe in this, is something that I read um, the summer before I took over as principal at Grandview Middle School is there's two type of leaders. There's what I call lifeguard leaders and there's swimmers. That lifeguard leader is that leader that stands on the sideline and coaches and tells the teachers what they should and shouldn't be doing. And that swimmer leader is the one that's willing to get down in the water and show them how to do a breaststroke, backstroke. And that's the kind of leader that I want to be. I want to be in the water with my teachers. And like you said, um, one thing I told my staff when I took over that first time I had my staff meeting was, I will never ask you to do something if I first don't show you how to do it first. So yeah, I fully wholeheartedly believe in that. Like, I'm not going to ask you to incorporate a reading program unless we're giving you the right PD. You know, if yeah. I can't come in and model a lesson for you in that there. So I think as a new leader, that's where you, you have to first know your vision and how you're yeah. going to get there and then be able to get in the water and get down and dirty. Like you said, roll your sleeves up with your staff and make the, make it happen. Yeah. Ball, we'll come to you and then we're going to touch on something Dr. Smith said. Okay. Yeah. So I would say my one of my first pieces of advice is come in with your ears open and your mouth shut initially. I think it's really oh, important yeah. to to listen to your people, whether it's your staff, whether it's your families, whether it's your students, students especially. Um, we, we just went through uh, some PD today and we had a student panel and they were saying some powerful stuff. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and I loved it. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the things, again, coming into a new building, I've, I've had the benefit of, of, of being present in the district and hearing a lot of things that have gone on, but just hearing from the students and, and them solidifying some of the things that um, other people perceive us as, it's a great opportunity. So listen, um, when you're uh, 
gathering that data so that you can take those action steps necessary initially. Yeah. Uh, I, so to piggyback on that, man, like I feel like you're the only qualified observer that's in your classroom, even when principals come into your classroom, it's no disrespect towards principals. There's no disrespect towards anybody that comes in that thinks that they're a qualified observer. But the only qualified observer in your classroom is those students. So if you want some real deliverable feedback, right, some feedback that you can act on immediately, ask those students what they're being taught, how they're being taught, do they like how they're being taught, what things you could do better as a teacher or or even as a leader, right? Because like we 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 uh we kind of hone in and, and, and focus on feedback from, from the teacher level, right? But as school leaders, as system leaders, we can also get feedback from our students as well to figure out what we're doing and what we're not doing in order to, you know, to make adjustments or, or, or to make things more accessible for them. Like I have students coming to me all the time. They got a beeline to my office like, hey, Anchor, I don't really like this. Like, I don't like this food. I'm, I'm a vegan. Like, what can we do for me? Like, you know, but like you have to make yourself, you have to be out and about in order for folks to be able to come to you and, and be able to uh, suggest changes to you. Right. And so, yeah, thank you guys for, for, for naming that. But Smitty, you touched on something, man. You, man, I, for, I forgot what it was. Um, it was something in regards to um, instructional leadership. I, I feel like it was, it was, a it was, Something with regards to instructional leadership. I'll come back to what model, model was it modeling a lesson? That yes, that's what it was. That was the trigger. So, Smith, talk a little bit about about like what it, what it looks like for a school leader to be more than just a principal to be an instructional leader and like having those skills to be able to model lessons for teachers. So I'll give you a, a real quick example. It's something that we're going to dive back into the school year that I'm super excited about that I think really has started to transform my building. We do this program called Academic Teaming, um, and it's all about increasing student discourse um, and basically putting the onus on students to take care of their, you know, take hold of their own uh, ownership and their learning. So in the beginning of the school year, when we rolled it out, we had um, an organization that we contracted with that came out and did PD. And as we started to do walkthroughs, we really didn't see it being utilized in the way that we felt was at the fidelity level that we wanted it to be. So what I did was I came back and did my own PD. And what the way we did the PD was I set it up like I was a teacher and they were my students and we actually had them mm. were going through it as they were the students experiencing using the academic teaming model. And yeah. we did it in a non-academic way first. So they got used to what the roles were, what the procedures and processes were in a non-academic role. Then we wrote it into an academic model and we did a science uh, model. We did a social studies example. We did a math example. And after we did that for teachers, within a couple of weeks, when we started to go back into classrooms, we started to see it implemented in a way. So I think a lot of times when we give PD, we give the teachers the information, but we never let them experience what it looks mm. like from a student angle. So yeah. that's what I mean with that instructional leadership piece is sometimes you have to put your teachers or your staff in the role of the student and let them experience what that strategy looks like and feels like and sounds like so that then they can duplicate it with their students once they walk into the classroom. That's yeah. what I mean by that instructional leadership and really, like I said, giving teachers the tools and giving them a chance to really digest the tools that you're giving them before they actually put it in front of students. Love that, man. Thanks for naming that. Hey, folks, if you're listening to us right now, I see you in the comments. We'll get to the comments in a second. Make sure you are liking this. Make sure you are sharing this. Make sure you're you're uh, you're doing everything you need to do in order to keep this PD free. Because, you know, if we put a price on it, I already know that that price is going to look like that price. Uh, the price done went up. The price going <laughs> up. You got middle school principal of the year right here. You got a blue ribbon principal down there. Man. Uh, well, soon to be. Soon to be. Yeah, and, we, uh, yeah, we just gonna have to speak it. We, we call it yeah. as it is. Go speak that into existence. But hey, listen, price goes up, 
You know? So, hey, so so next next topic, man, we're going to talk about pre-service for teachers, right? And so, I guess, you know, this came up on, 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 on a podcast, on my Three Times Dope podcast, right? And so, you know, I, I, I'm going to take, take myself back to how it was to be a teacher, right? And so, like, you know, I, after the first year of teaching, and after me coming to a level of understanding of what it took in order for me to be an effective teacher in the classroom, I totally incorporated the summer into my planning in terms of who, in terms of becoming the teacher that I wanted to be. And so now one of my mantras is you win the championships during the summer months, right? And so there's some folks that like, you know, they, they come into teaching, they come into the profession, they're like, hey, we get summers off. Like, I'm not doing anything during the summer. I'm not doing anything. You know, if you want me to do something, pay me or whatever, right? So, but you don't, you, you, you say this stuff, but you don't realize the more work that you put in during the summer months or the more work that you put into yourself or, or, or put into like become better at your craft, the less work that you have to do overall. Right. So like if I'm going to professional development and I'm investing in like how to manage my class, how to motivate my students, how to push my students to the next level. And I'm learning all these things during the summer. Then when I get there in September, August, September, I'm already, I got my feet on the ground. I already know what I'm doing. Right. As opposed to taking two months in order to get acclimated and do all these things or whatever. Right. And so like the, the, the amount of progress that you can make for students, which every decision should be rooted in what you can do for students. Right. Um, it kind of takes a back seat. What are y'all thoughts on pre-service teaching? So, so let me jump in, because that's something that you said that really resonated me, with me when you said that you win the championship in the summer or the off season. And I don't know if anybody remember this commercial, but back when Emma Smith played for the Cowboys, that they won their first championship, there was this commercial. I forget what the brand was, but uh, you know, it's Emma Smith. He's in the weight room and he's like, you know, he's bench pressing and he's talking about, you know, won the Russian title, won the Super Bowl. You know, maybe I can rest. And he like holds the bar for like two seconds, like, all right, now back to work. You know, basically when you making those strides, and I mean, we made some great gains in the classroom last year, but now, you got to put in even more work. You can't do what you did last year, expect to make the same amount of gains. So yeah. if you didn't do work during the summer and you may say 20% gain, just imagine if you did that work in the summer, you could make 40% gains with your students. You know, yeah. what, you know, you know, summertime is the perfect time for teachers to be going to conferences, getting new PD, you know, reading, doing all the book studies and things like that there. So if you really trying to move your school forward, you as the principal should be helping dictate to your staff, hey, here's what I need you to be doing during the summer. I want you to get, get a break. I want you to go on vacation, but I want you to take a little bit of time to actually, you know, read some new books, you know, do some, learn a new strategy, do some new technique. You know, I took my AP and some of my teachers down to Orlando to a conference this summer, because like I said, you know, you win that championship in the off season. You got to put in that work in the off season. You can't wait till training camp. You can't wait till, yeah. you know, preseason yeah. to do that that's work a, because then you behind the eight ball. Yeah. You too late. Absolutely. 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 I, I don't I don't know. I don't know anybody. But I'll get to you in a second. So you want to make this point. I don't know anybody that has ever won a championship in any kind of sport. Right. That that started during the preseason. Right. That started playing, playing ball during the preseason. Like you ain't no way you doing that. Right. Ball jump in here, bro. Uh, speaking of that, I don't know if y'all football fans, but weren't they talking about that with Leonard Fournette about him showing up to uh to training Man, camp? And yeah. like, Leonard, anyway. hey, so t- anyway. touchdown. You, Lenny, you, folks, you a folks, Louisiana folks, boy. Yeah, for folks that don't know, touchdown Lenny. Uh, he play, he's, a, he's a running back for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, formerly of the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. And so um, he came into training camp about 30 pounds uh, 
uh, he came in the training camp looking like Zion. And so, (laughs) 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 all right, back to you, Bo. (laughs) Yeah, I I think y'all are hitting on such an important point. The fact that, uh, you know, we, and we've got to model that. I think, I think when our people see that, you know, it's, it's really interesting that mindset that some folks have, like, you know, I'm a good teacher. You know, I, I, I've been doing this for X amount of years and I can just kind of fall back on what I've done in the past. But that's not going to get you the movement and that's not going to get our students the movement that they need, that we need dynamic teachers in the classroom. And you can't just show up on day one or that first week of professional development and expect to, you know, make all the gains that are necessary. And so you got to invest in yourself. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think one of the things that that could be a completely different podcast is, you know, that rub with, uh, with, with you, with the union and respecting that time and setting the different expectations in the summer for your staff. Uh, but, but I think it's, it's really important that, you know, if, if our, if our folks aren't doing it on their own, that we have a, a tight and solid plan coming in when we do have those opportunities for professional development uh, at the beginning of the school year and, and throughout the school year. Bro. Listen, let me tell you something, right? We say we say it all the time. We have these conversations about our students and the difference between extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation, right? And so regardless of whatever union factors may exist, right, intrinsically, you should want to be better for your students. And if you want to be better for your students, there are certain things that you need to do during the off season in order to make yourself better for your students. Like I got, I have teachers that will come to me and be like, hey, I read this over the summer. I did this over the summer. I went to this professional development over the summer, right? And although, you know, it's not equal across the board in terms of like what other people are doing better. You can see the folks that made that commitment to do things over the summer have a competitive advantage over those that did it. Right. And so what, what, what kills it for me, what what makes it, what makes it a little complex for me is that those folks are still making the same amount as the folks that didn't put in the work. Right. And so we're, we're talking about unions. Let's really talk about it. Not in this episode, but you know, for the folks that are putting in the work for the folks that are receiving the kids from other classes that are still getting the same amount of pay as, as, as they're getting. That's the problem that I have with, 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 with certain union. And once again, uh, I want to give that, that real life, like I said, that real life example. So, so we talked about the academic teaming that we started last school year at my building. So two of my teachers knew we were going to that last school year. So last summer, they themselves went to a PD and kind of got the foundation. They went out and purchased the kits. So when we actually rolled into the school year and, you know, started using it, it was night and day when you went into their classrooms compared to the other teachers' classrooms. I mean, to the point where we were having teachers go into their rooms to watch them use the strategy and the technique, you know, of academic teaming. So the investment pays off in the end, you know, but it's all about who's willing to make that investment. But I also think though, like Barr said, not everybody's gonna make that investment. Not everybody's gonna take that time. So as leaders, what are we doing to try to help those people like Leonard Fournette, who show up, get him out of, get him back on pace once he does get the training camp. Because not everybody's gonna make that that commitment that you want them to make. So we got to have a plan to kind of speed up the process of learning when we do get them back under contract. So we can't gotta argue with the union, bro. But listen, man, back to Fournette though, man. You yeah, listen. So it's it's certain as a professional athlete, you have to be committed to your body, right? Especially if you know that you got to show up a certain way. You eat, running backs get long in the tooth, and I don't want to take too much time on this, right? But so if you're eating gumbo, baby, you can't have that cornbread, right? Like, you know, I don't know. 
That's just me. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but, but pre-service for teachers, boy, you did you say your part on pre-service for teachers? Yeah, I was. I was just saying that you know, if if your folks aren't investing that time, um, I mean, they they may be doing it in in the summer, but you've got to have a tight plan for when you come. Uh, the beginning of the school year. Again, you know, I, I think one of the things that's really important uh, and going back to the PD that we had with the students uh, in the student panel was one of my big t biggest takeaways was that our students want to feel seen and heard and they want teachers that are going to share some of themselves. They want, you know, they want teachers that are human, that humanize themselves and humanize the students. So I think, you know, hear, hearing that from students is really helping me figure out, okay, this is, this is some of the things that we need to do when I get teachers back on campus. And this is how my, my preseason uh, PD is going to be structured. What activities can we, can I model or can we model as an admin team and uh, for our staff to, create, you know, to show ourselves as human to them so that they can do the same with students when they come in uh, on day one. Yeah. The other no, thing I want to talk there, Bob, yeah, because he talked about that that PD plan and what the admin yep. team can do. And we, man, we just had our instructional leadership team meeting today and planned out our back to school PD. Um, and, you know, we have to, you know, do some refresher on academic team and one-on-one to kind of get back people back and acclimated is we're going to have teachers do that PD. Like my thing this year, my thing this year is how do I build leadership capacity in my teachers. The more I can put teachers in front of teachers doing the work, I feel like it's going to empower the staff to have more buy-in. So that's the one thing that we're really focusing on this school year is how, you know, when at every chance we can to put a teacher in front of the staff to do PD instead of us, we're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, let me get the screen. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this, that is some excellent advice coming from Dr. Smith, the <laughs> middle school principal of the year coming out of Kansas City, Grandview Middle School. But hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a little secret. Not every teacher can do PD. Not every teacher is good enough to be doing PD for your staff. So know who you are, who you have on your staff. So you ain't putting everybody in front of in, in front of people because not everybody can make that adjustment. Just keeping it real for y'all. All right. So um, sir. Oh, so this, here's what I wanted to say, right? So, like, um, so you know, being a systems leader, I'm no longer a principal, so therefore, you know, principals report to me. And so what I'm going to do this year differently than what I've done last year is that I love that whole harnessing of your why statement, right? And so what I'm going to have school leaders do when they report on Monday is to go through their why statements, refine it, right? And then make it an elevator pitch so that they can then uh, transcend that information to their teachers because kids want to know your why, Right. Before kids go, are going to work for you wholeheartedly, they want to know why you decided to be their teacher. They want to have a piece of you uh, in order for them to make decisions on if they're going to learn from you, if they're not going to learn from you. Right. And I so I know that, you know, there's a lot of folks that are like, well, they don't pay me enough to to like students or they don't pay me this, that and the fourth in order to build relationships with students. Well, if you don't have relationships with students. I don't want you in my school. And I don't want you teaching my kid. So I don't know how y'all feel about that. How y'all feel about relationships in these schools? That is that is so crucial. You know, as, as the school year is coming up, you know, we're trying to fill these vacancies. And I think we as educators, teachers, administrators are our own best recruiters. If we're creating an environment where these kids feel seen and heard, because, you know, I'm thinking about my why. Like I had teachers that invested in me i had coaches that were like you know what are you into like how do i get the best out of you and really push me and challenge me and if we're not up to that challenge 
maybe maybe we sh- shouldn't be here. But yeah. we're creating that environment. We're creating that next generation. And you, because you never know, you never yeah. know which kid is going to be that one that's going, you know, twenty years down the line is going to be like, man, Doc Smith, he was the man. And so now I'm, I'm I got my own class. No or, you know, Ever going to say no Sigma was the man? Yo, <laughs> hey, so- yo hypothetical, <laughs> hypothetical, bro. <laughs> Hey, hey, listen, hey, hey bro, we not, hey, we not gonna double team you on here, man. Like, we not gonna do. Hey, that. we ain't gotta worry about. We don't know no cues as principals of the year, so you know. Hey, hey, you, hey, you're wrong. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm the principal of the decade. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, so folks, if you're in this audience, man, and you and you like what you hear, please uh, make sure you like it. Please make sure that you're sharing. And uh, if you have somebody to pitch to us to be a new cast member that is a, a Greek affiliated person. Right, we not besides the iotas, we not dealing with them, right? We don't. I don't know wow. very many of them anyway, but we're not dealing with iotas, right? We, we don't we, want. We, not, we don't po- want none of the ten of them. Po- hey, <laughs> possibly an iota sweetheart because they pledge harder than iota. Wow. Right? So, <laughs> hey, hey, if, if we if we if we can get an AK or Delta or a Zeta on here, that would be dope. That would be mm. really dope. And I would, be, would be open dope. to it. And I would move right back behind the scenes. And that I could be, be great again. Because that would bring Nick a whole Ray different home. perspective. Yeah, it would. All right. So uh, somebody from we, the South. Where we, yeah, the Soul World's from the South. But let me talk real quick about relationships. And I'm not going to be long-winded because, yeah. you know, you don't like us to be long-winded. I'm going to say yeah. two things about the relationship piece. One is, you know, the awesome Rita Pearson said, students ain't going to learn from people they don't like. Pretty much plain and simple. And then at my building, Everybody tell you our number one priority is relationship. Everything we do starts with a foundational relationship. So, yeah, foundational relationships. I love that. Uh, Sherry Lucas Hall, I see you in the building. Uh, we're gonna do a okay. reading episode, and we're gonna bring you up on here so you can teach these folks about the science of reading and all the other things that may work in order to uh, motivate kids to become better readers. So appreciate you, uh, Miss Redmond. Miss Redmond, I see you in the building. Uh, thank you for uh, coming to kick it with us. We appreciate you. As always, we're going to uh, keep this PG-13. We know you don't like when we curse. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Ms. Richardson, I think you got shouted out earlier. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got an AP from Tenley in the... Oh, no. Formerly from Tenley. I don't know the name of the new school. In the building. Wait. But, hey, Tenley is, Tenley is in our hearts. We will be at... Uh, what's that? What's the joint called? Trailblazers, uh, baby. Trailblazers. Trailblazers. We'll be at Trailblazers 2022. Metcalf, hit your boys up so we can get there. Let's do it. Uh, what else we got? Who else we got in here? Um, Miss uh, Osaji. I don't want to pronounce your name wrong, so if you put it in the chat and I pronounce it wrong, I'll get it back. Nancy, how you doing? <laughs> Thanks for pulling up. We appreciate you. Hey. Uh, free PD. Uh, what else we got in here? Uh, Mr. Jones. Me? Yeah. Timmy, thanks for pulling up, man. Arcadia Parish. Hey, I'm from St. Tammany Parish, so you already know. We're in the building, baby. All right. So uh, next topic, you know, we got to shout people out for coming and spend time with us for this free PD, even though it's free. I'm thinking about putting a price on it. All right. So they're in the life of a school leader, man. So like, talk to me about what it is like to, because like most people don't know. Right. And so you can't be what you can't see. Right. And so like, what does it feel like? And what does it look like a, a day in life of a school leader? Smitty, we'll start with you. Uh, that, that is probably one of the most hardest questions. I mean, there's no two days that look alike. Um, you know, uh, the one thing I have learned about being a school leader is 
don't don't have nothing planned because whatever plans you got is going to go by the wayside. But the one thing I do make sure I do every single day is to at least to get into two or three classrooms to see instruction happening and make sure I spend time with students, um, you know, whether it be in the cafeteria, in the hallway. And the main thing, and this is something that um, I take to heart as a school leader, is you have to make sure you're visible. You know, I remember, you know, as a student, also as a teacher, there was times I would never see an administrator for like weeks on end. So that's one thing as I became a school leader that I really took the hardest to make sure I'm always visible, whether it be during passing period. Even like I said, I, it don't have to be a formal observation. I'm just stopping in the classroom for five or 10 minutes just to kind of see students learning. I ain't there to look at the teacher. I ain't there to critique. I'm just really there to uh, see students learning and everything like that. So um, that, that's the big thing is being visible, making sure you're there for students. Um, but there, there's no two days that's ever alike. I, like I said, I, I really can't. The day in the life is, you know, we we yeah. we should actually film a day of us and then chop it up and just put it out there for people. Facts. Hey, listen. Get some yeah, GoPros. One, one, yeah. Listen, ain't nothing like <laughs> GoPros, baby. You know the, the, the GoPro systems leader. Hey, so 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 one one of the things that you that you just spoke about, right? That resonated for me is that, um, man, it's like no two days are alike. So one day you're doing this, one day you're doing that. Well, what you should never be doing is behind your desk answering them emails, right? Because you can do that in the evening. Mm, uh, right. The folks need to Speak see you. You need Speak to be visible. You need to be visible. Folks need to see you, uh, you know, especially if you're a school leader, right? Like folks need to be seeing you. You need to be, so. but, but, but as when I was a principal, sometimes I would go into classrooms in order to have peace. Right. So like I would go into I would go into a, a really good lesson and I would just sit there and they'd be like, do you have any feedback from you for me? I'm like, no, I got no feedback from you. I wasn't here for you. I was here for me. <laughs> so it was just like it was like an orchestra in terms of like how the class like just just how, how it just how it how it operated. Right. And so it was just give me peace. So I would be able to go in and like be able to do work while being in the classroom while a teacher was teaching, right? And so, like, that's that's always amazing the name. Ball, what's up with you, man? Yeah, I would say, you know, part of my routine has always been to be out front during drop-off in the morning. Mm. Uh, no, I think, you know, I think that that gives, you know, families that level of comfort, like, okay, th this dude is here for us, you know, that he, I, I see him. Um, and, and that, I think that that is... It pays off in a bunch of different ways. Just, just like you said, Smitty, you know, being visible is, is crucial. And, you know, I, I think kind of after that, you know, it, it's up in the air, you know, there's, there's meetings that you have to attend and things like that. I mean, whether it's a, a meeting with your admin team or, you know, you've got an IEP meeting that you've got to attend. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, um, you know, get, that getting in the classrooms is really important. I think, it's crucial that you take the opportunity to get to know your staff and just check in with them. So, you know, I'll look at the master schedule like, okay, second period, who's got a prep? Let me go see if I can track them down and just, just chat it up with, you know, no, no agenda and just check in. Um, I think again, when you're, when your people feel heard, um, you know, take those opportunities. And obviously, you know, during the passing periods and, and lunchtime that you're engaging with students, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I think to, to Dr. Hemphill, when we had her on uh, a couple of years ago in that one minute meeting, her, there, you, there you go. I was, yeah, yeah. I, it's in my yeah. backpack. But yeah, just, yeah. just, just asking that question, those questions, getting that feedback. So like, hey, we could, we, you know, if, if there's things we need to address, change, like, you know, I'm getting it straight from the kids that are, that are impacted. Yeah. So another thing, though, real quick. Yeah. Two two seconds is is having 
your administrative assistant team because they are not just the gatekeepers to your school. They are the gatekeepers to your time. So making sure that they know that you aren't getting bogged down by being in your office on phone calls and things like that there. So having a bomb admin assistant team, I think is very vital to your day being productive as well. Well, aren't you, aren't you in uh in good hands being able to have an admin assistant team, right? Like I don't even have a person <laughs> and you sitting up here talking about, you got a whole team. All, all four a, of them. Shout out to all have, four of them. I don't have one and <laughs> you got a whole team. So shout out to you. <laughs> So, so one of the things that I did when I was a school leader is that the first, uh, like the first couple of weeks, the staff, because we weren't unionized in this particular charter school that I was in, we would have this thing called workout every day, right? And so basically what workout was, it was a way for us to work out the kinks of things that occurred during the day so that we could address it, name it, put it in the room, and then come up with a plan in order to how to address it the next day so that it would be better. We called it workout. So, like, for example, if uh, if things weren't running smoothly at a particular point in the day, somebody would name it during a meeting, and then we would come up with ways and how to address it, right? So everything wouldn't get addressed in that one particular session. we hold the session maybe like 30, 45 minutes. But by the end of the two weeks, we were able to accomplish a whole lot of things in the next two weeks and so on were, were a lot more smoother because we put in that time in the beginning of the year as opposed to um, just letting those things build up. So, again, thank you for allowing me that. Uh, what do we got next here? Oh, yes. All right. Oh, wait. I had a, I had a story. It's not long-winded, though. It's really quick. It feeds on Dr. Smith. And so, yes. Even as the superintendent, I do traffic in the morning. I have some folks that are from the Riverhead Charter School that are streaming live because I'm streaming live to our Facebook page. So if I'm lying, they can tell you that I'm lying, but I don't lie. Anyway, so um, in the morning, we meet the cars, right? And then also because we have like every uh, parent wants to drop their kid off uh, and buses are pretty much empty these days. Because uh, parents want to, you know, pick up and uh, drop off their kids, which I totally understand, but wish they would put their kids on the bus. Um, so we, we would talk to talk to parents during traffic. So having those touch points in which you're able to communicate with parents to where they're seeing you, uh, being able to express you and like, express their needs and, and, and desires to you when I is extremely important. Plus, you know, all my parents know that I'm accessible. Like you can find me. You know, if I'm not if, if I'm not at 2 a.m. on that on that uh, Facebook page answering and responding to things or whatever, like I'm or from a class dojo, like just making myself accessible in order to be the people's leader and not necessarily uh, just 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 a school leader or a systems leader. So uh, thanks for for allowing that space for that. All right, so we gotta you know there's certain things that you gotta do at the beginning of the year, man, and it's it's, it's grunt work. It's real dirty. So. Um, the importance of setting the tone for students and families, man, there's certain things that you got to do. And so, Bob, you could just work us through maybe like three to five things that you do at the beginning of the year to set the tone for students and families. Free PD, y'all, if you're listening, make sure you're sharing, you're liking, doing what we got to do here. All right. Please like and share, getting those comments, people. Uh, so, I, you know, to, to start off the school year uh, again and, you know, coming into a new school, uh, I just sent out a communication to my parent fam, to my uh, to my uh, community. And I put in there really a, a, a my uh, uh, my 90 day entry plan. And it's it all 
three goals that I have are all tied together. And it's about creating, you know, the school that we want to have. So the first, my first point is making sure that I am intentional and that we as an admin team are intentional about uh, uh, getting to know and getting feedback from our entire school community, staff, parents, students, so that we can figure out what are the things that we value? What are the things that we do well? What are the areas that we need to improve? So just gathering that data, you know, also looking at the hard data, the the standardized test scores and all those other things that we have from the past. So that's number one. I think number two is establishing good communication. So being consistent myself, this is when I'm going to communicate to you, whether it's Friday or whatever the the day is and what the medium is. Um, you know, for families, it's going to be, you know, an email or we'll send out a text blast. But, you know, we're also looking at incorporating uh, social media and uh, the social media component also kind of ties into my third goal, which is um, uh, for us to celebrate all the good things that are happening on our campus. Uh, that celebration component is, uh, I, I think, you know, one of the reasons why I'm here is to help us tell our story versus other people dictating what our story is. So, you know, utilize social media for that, but, you know, also, you know, staff meetings, you know, morning announcements, the extracurricular activities, every space that we can get into to just celebrate and figure out how people want to be celebrated because not everyone wants that blast in the morning announcements or the call out in the staff meeting. So again, everything that we're doing about trying to establish our culture, you know, is, is around those things, gathering the information to figure out, you know, what do we value and how do we, how do we take the steps that we need to support everyone here? Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Uh, Dr. Smith. Uh, before I jump in, let me let me shout out Miss Gillespie in the comments. Uh, my new eighth grade ELA teacher coming to Grandview Middle School from Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out to her. Uh, yeah, hey Gillespie, if you there. if you if you in here, where 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 were you? Uh, where were you originally in Baltimore City? What school did you work at? I don't want nobody uh, uh, exposing no HR stuff in here. We start this off making sure that you know we we HR compliant on this podcast, baby. HR compliant. So Miss Gillespie, what school were you at? I started off at Lake Clifton. And then I uh, went over to Chickwapin Middle School and then went over to Northeast Middle School. So uh, t- tell me where you're from. I, I, I probably, we might know each other. We know the same. Oh, I got those Be More Ties as well. Sorry, sorry, uh, Doc. You know I got those Be More Ties as well. <laughs> Go ahead. Shout, shout out your be. Shout out your be more ties. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> North Bend. North Bend Elementary Middle is where I started off when I. I was like, yeah, because you would start out in Baltimore too. That's right. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yep. Yeah. Look yep. at that. Look at the cues. Yep. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Let's once go. again, before I, before I jump in, I want to say real quick, you know, AKA Delta Zeta, if you were black female school leader, please. Drop us a line so we can audition you to be on the show so we can put Ray back and the producer in the back. <laughs> so, uh, so a couple of things for me to kind of really set the tone. Um, uh, so this is my chance for free promotion. August 6th, we do our back to school barbecue bash. We super excited about doing that. Um, last year was the first year we did it. We had about 300 people out there. We shooting for 600 this school year. So the back to school bash really the chance for our families to come up to the school. And this year, I'm not just doing it with my school. I'm doing it with all my feeder elementaries as well um, to come up to the school, you know, meet the teachers, administrators. Uh, you know, we barbecue and hamburger and hot dogs. We also are doing, you know, a lot of enrollment. We're doing uh, book bag giveaways. One of our school has uniforms. So they're giving away free uniforms. Uh, we'll have 
our Grandview Assistance Program there, PTSA will be there. So really just a chance to kind of really come out, have a good time. You know, it's really a kind of a, a family reunion type of event. So August 6, 12 to 2, Grandview Middle School, spread the word. So that's the first thing we always do to kind of kick off the school year. Um, and then for the second thing to follow that up do is our back to school night that we do, uh, which will be August 18th this, this year. And then for my staff, the big thing with my staff is to set the tone is, and I started this my very first year, um, and I continue it throughout the years, is I always have a book, a children's book that I read that really kind of drives home the theme for that school year. Um, and I don't want to give away the theme, you know, right now. So on our next episode, I'll kind of tell you what it was. But basically, you know, we got a book that we're going to read that's going to set the tone of what our theme is for the year. And then they got two gifts that they're going to get that's going to kind of cement that there. Uh, we'll talk about you know, the, the progress we've made over the last few years and then kind of really set the tone on like, here's what the expectations are, you know, um, because if we don't understand what the goal is, it's going to be very hard for our kids to really achieve those goals. So really giving them a chance. And then the other thing that this year that I'm, I'm going to do for my staff, so if they're listening, this is kind of a, a preview is I'm trying to provide them more time in their classroom to get ready for the school year. A lot of times we fill mm. up their time in those first yes. few days back with PE yes. and all that there. So I'm yeah. really trying to minimize that time we are together and give them more time in their classroom to get ready for the school year, um, yeah. you know, so that we're not walking down in their entire week with just professional development and meeting after meeting after meeting, you know, treat them like true professionals. For example, like the, the staff handbook, you know, we're going to hit some highlights. And then as a professional, I expect you to go read the rest. Or if you got questions, you can always go to it and find it out when you have that question that tips up. We don't need to sit there and go through the whole entire damn staff handbook. Like we, uh, Kenny Gardner's. Um, hey, hey, don't be saying that D word, man. You know, you got Vicky Redman out there, man. <laughs> My fault, Vicky. <laughs> Miss Redmond in the building. All right. Uh, <laughs> nah, man. I'm, if, if I need to curse, I'm letting it fly. There's research that supports that people that use uh, profanity in abundance uh, are, are actually smarter. And I'll put the link next show. But uh, please, yeah, if you if you, if you, cur you curse, you, you said you want to see that? Yeah, I need to see that. Oh, there, there's Watch, research That's right, because he don't curse. But there's, there's absolutely research real, that supports Believe that shit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hey, hey, Miss Gillespie just dropped her uh, her school in the comments. Oh, did she? All right, cool. Let's get to these comments. We got a couple more. Oh, Lombard. Oh, hey. yeah, we some We some Yo, listen. Let me tell you. Let me tell you some stories about Lombard. Lombard. Man, we some beat the hell out of Lombard in basketball. Man, I had my kids coming down, crossing them over, taking them to the hoop. Man, listen. And they had the same basketball coach forever, right? So like, he know, he know, he know who Ankrum is, baby. We win city championships in Baltimore. He know. He know. We out here, baby. All right. So uh, what we at? Uh, hey, shout shout to my man Kenny Khan in the in the comments. Yeah, uh, I see him in here heavy. Shout out Kenny. Uh, and my uncle. Wait, Uncle Jeff is in the comments. Look at Uncle Jeff in the building. Appreciate you, sir, for coming through. All go right. Ahead, put that um, last comment up there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you we go. definitely got to shout. Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> So sometimes, right, when you when you when you're doing your staffing during a year or whatever, right, you'll get like a free we'll call them a free agent acquisition, right? Somebody that like moves into the area or somebody that's coming from like another charter school because they don't want to do whatever, like whatever, right? And like that free agent acquisition is gonna come into your building and it's gonna change the nature, change the game in terms of like the things that they're able to bring into your school building right and it could be a teacher it could be a leader it could be a, it could be an admin assistant man a, a funny story well not even a funny story but like person that changed the game for us is miss arlene 
like Miss Arlene is uh is 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 uh, a member of the Latinx community, and my school is about seventy percent uh Latino uh at current. And man, Miss Miss Arlene came in and changed the game for us. You hear me, man? And like you know, besides her letting people get to me that I don't want to get to me, everything else is good. <laughs> but yo, do y'all have any game changes that y'all that y'all hired this year? Uh. Well, this year, I mean, this year coming up, we don't know because we got to see what they're going to do. But my, my yeah. rock star Pretty hired good. last school year, two of them. Uh, one, my assistant principal, Bridget Williams. I mean, you know, change game. But then also my instructional coach, Ms. Schaefer, who came from the high school, um, mm. came down to be my instructional coach, who really, um, when it came to ELA, really, like, was that, knew the lever to pull to take our, our ELA um, instruction to the next level. And not only that, but really pushing literacy into our social studies and science class and making sure that they was hitting upon those reading comprehension strategies and skills. Um, she worked also real closely with our reading interventionist. And shout out to my reading interventionist, Ms. Reese, who 50% uh, of the kids that she worked with were three grade levels or more below. By the time of the school year, 50% of our kids were reading on grade level. So shout out to her uh, for all the great work she did. So I'm excited. But yeah, so Miss Williams, uh, my assistant principal, Miss Schaefer, my instructional coach, were my two rock star hires from the last school year. Appreciate you naming that, man. Uh, sir? Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I was thinking about um, one, one of the teachers that we hired last teacher, Mr. Jordan. Uh, he came in, filling in. Um, the uh, teacher that he replaced was a teacher of the year. Uh, she was amazing. Huge shoes to fill. And he stepped right in. You know, really his first, uh, you know, first ride in a classroom of his own. And, I mean, he stepped up, got to know the kids, put together some amazing curriculum, um, you know, great art background. But it was it was just great to see, came in humble, working hard and doing what he needed to do and, and continuing to develop that art program uh, at, at Iron Horse. And so that was great to see him last year. Uh, we had another teacher that was uh, in uh, eighth grade core. Um, uh, Mr. Stevens, he was another new teacher, phenomenal. Kids loved him, uh, great. And then I just want to give a shout out to uh, Miss Norris, who was my assistant principal. We talked about her uh, quite a bit, but uh, I, I am like a proud parent because she got hired as the new principal at the school. So, Let's go, leadership you know, tree, baby, leadership tree. That, that's that's it. I mean, you know, and, and it's funny because, uh, you know, when I, I went to visit uh, last week when we came back to work and I was like, you know, that's looking good on you, Principal Norris. And, uh, you know, uh, it was just like when your plan comes to place, it, 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 it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I love it. All right. So closing thoughts. Smitty, we're starting with you. Uh, what's your closing thoughts, man? Good episode. What's your closing thoughts? Uh, my, my closing thoughts is, I, I you know, I, I just want to go back and Ball always talks about this. Like, we talk about this as free PD, you know, for the people. This is really free PD for us as well and, like, therapeutic. Um, like I said, I, I, I've had a hard time really adjusting and getting back into the groove of the school year, which is crazy because I'm coming off a school year where our school had the best data you know, principal of the year. And I was just, I couldn't find, you know, that motivation and, you know, but like after sitting here today and kind of really reflecting on kind of the things that we've done and where we've been, like, I feel like I got that, 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 that mojo, like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to rock this out. And then just seeing all my people in the comments, you know, supporting, you know, that's the one thing, you know, as I thought about, you know, my next moves stuff like that, the reason why, you know, I stay at GMS because my staff, I got the dopest staff there is, you know, they always riding for me. So, uh, and the last thing I'm just going to say, 
uh, I, I was listening to a podcast this Saturday and we didn't get to it, but all y'all school leaders out there, my main man, Ankrum said this, your theme this school year or focus needs to be the year of the child. We need to put students back in the front of all of our decision-making. So make sure that that is the thing that you do this school year, making sure you're putting students first at every opportunity. Yeah. Thanks for naming that ball. You know, it's great to be back uh, with y'all. Um, hopefully, Ray, we find someone to replace you so you can get back and do your producer thing. Well, you know, uh, not that we don't love you. <laughs> Somebody you, with a prettier face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I, I'm not I'm not going to go there with, you know, but but I, I think it's uh, it's a joy to be back with y'all uh, again. Uh, I would say that, you know, I'm excited for a new school year. I'm excited for a new adventure. And uh, you know, I think going back to our first topic, like we're all where we're at for a reason. Believe in yourself, uh, focus on developing yourself, uh, find the folks that you need in order to keep you uh, motivated and keep you going because uh, we're not in this thing alone. Um, but I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everybody that's in the comments, uh, those that are going to watch and listen to this later. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, my final thoughts are this, right? Uh, sometimes, you know, you meet people for a reason or for a season, right? And so, you know, sometimes there's some seasonal change that needs to occur in order for us to get to the places that we need to be. But shout out to Tenley. Shout out Trailblazer. We're going to be there in November. I'm looking forward to that. Ball, we might try to get you the Trailblazer too because you didn't get, you didn't get to uh, Indy the last time. Uh, if you're in the audience and you can make that happen, make it. Let's do it. All right. And so, yeah, uh, uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Engage podcast, hashtag the realest ed movement. We can keep that, right? HR said we can keep that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I copyrighted that, not that uh, other person. All right, got you. All right. HR said we can keep that. Realest ed movement in the building. Uh, We'll see y'all in two weeks. Peace.